Hey, welcome into this edition of the Gasso Cast. Um, district is hot and heavy, so go ahead and buy your Texas Hoop scoreboard app on the App Store, on Google Play. You're going to find accurate district game scores from across the entire state, up-to-date um, district records, district standings, times, locations for each game, and then playoff brackets. Yes, sir. Go ahead and get it. We, uh, we're staying on top of that. So, um, we'll start it off with a big congratulations. Uh, Texas Tech commit, Drew Steffi, saw that news recently. We have him, I believe, number nine um, in our 2023 latest rankings that just came out. So uh, Texas Tech should be excited about that. What do you all have to add? Um, I think that it's just ironic because I've only done two commitment videos in my time as doing video stuff. And my first one ever, you know, for this Drew and I just edited the film that I've already put together on but. I also did Kevin McCullers' commitment to Texas Tech um, a couple years back, and we did like a whole MTV crib style thing. So it's just ironic that it's two Texas Tech kids. Just yep. interesting. But yeah, congrats to Drew in a loaded 2023 class, one of the first, if not the first off the board. Yeah. You know, he, he is, and, and I think that uh, he fits what Mark Adams wants over there at Texas Tech skilled, can pass it, can see over uh, the defenders. And he's, I mean, it's still a year and a half away from him getting on campus, but. Uh, I think uh, when you look at uh, Twitter and social media, yeah, that fan Texas base Tech, is buzzing. Yes, because uh, he can, he can put the ball in the basket, yes, and sir. every team needs that. Yep. All right. I don't know if y'all have heard, um, the McDonald's All Americans were released. Texas had five. Um, it's the third time since 2000 that has happened. Um, big deal. I'm gonna just say the names real quick: Anthony Black, Kaysen Wallace, Keontae George, Jordan Walsh, Arterio Morris. We're going to jump into a little cool segment. Um, if you haven't seen those and you're watching this show, I would be very shocked. But we kind of wanted to, to say their names and just what would come to mind after you leave a game watching them, just to describe them a little bit and uh, to pay um, a little respect to that because that's a huge deal. Congratulations. So I'm going to kick it off. Anthony Black. Uh, six, seven. I mean, a, a transitional nightmare, a freak going downhill. Just the fact that you can see all the point guard qualities he has and that frame and that size stands out for me. Jason Wallace, winner, makes winning plays. Um, he doesn't have to score 20 to impact. He is simply a winner, and, and I think that that translates at every level, and he's going to get the job done. Yeah, I'll go. Keontae George, you're going to walk away and say – Wow, gifted score. That guy can put it in the basket from everywhere on the court in tons of different ways. Doesn't really matter against who. It's kind of one of those good offense beats or great offense beats great defense. Uh, Arterio Morris, one of those kids that you'll go back and tell your friends, this kid did this move that I've never seen in my life. He's always a – I've never seen anybody do that type of player, so he really leaves a big impression on anybody that watches him. Uh, Jordan Walsh. I think that uh, one of the first things that, that comes to mind with him is, one, versatility, and two, uh, he was willing to go out there and make himself into a legit wing yeah. over the years. Um, and um, finesse, explosiveness, um, just he, he became really fun to watch over the last year. And clearly these five guys are in kind of this their league of their own if you're getting – selected for this game so congratulations to them if you get to catch them at yeah. the next level going and one other point you this is the third time five have been selected from the state of texas from since 2000 here. since 2000 since 2004 
uh, three times over the past 22, 23 years, four have made it onto the McDonald's All-American stage. That's, what, what do we put, 58 over 23 years. Dang. All right, now we're going to move into a segment called Would You Rather? Um, and this question really stems from we were looking at our, our, uh, at our app, the district schedules, and we're seeing teams that are absolutely dominating their district. Right. And then we see these districts that are completely log jammed, and it's a fight for the top. And the question kind of came up, hey, would you rather cruise through a district and, you know, roll in at 13-1, and 14-0, and 0, or would you rather be battle-tested, find a way into the playoffs at a 10-4, and 9-5? and 5? Does that prepare you? I just want to kind of hear your thoughts on which would you prefer? I mean, obviously, I think right away you prefer to win every game in district, <laughs> if possible, okay. you know. Yeah. But we do yeah. see some of these d- teams that, you know, maybe aren't being challenged as much in district, and they're kind of maybe going through the motions. And I guess what I will ask you all is if you're kind of like, how do you just turn on a switch? You know, some teams are able to, but when playoffs hit, you don't know what that open around matchup. It might be a harder game than you had yeah. in district. I want you to answer last since you've been the coach on that sideline. Right. And so my thoughts to this would be I want to be challenged a little bit because I want to be prepared. Right. Uh, that's what also the the pre-district season is for. Uh, but you want some games that you have to polish yourself up the next couple times you get to practice to, um, to get to your next step. When you look at fighting through a district you also have to look at a little bit ahead and say okay what is district 26 looks like what is district uh 25 26 because those are going to be paired together um and so you might feel like if i finish second you know if i'm in a dog fight and i finish uh first second or third you know i could have a little bit easier time after being challenged right. in that in that first round of the playoffs in the second round and then you're prepared yeah everything is about to be it's about being prepared yeah, and at the end of the day, typically wherever you land in your playoff spots, you're going to have to win to move on. Right. And you're going to have to go through these roads to um, seal the deal. And I was just always a matter of I just want to be right. You know, obviously you have to make the playoffs and you have to win district games, but I want to be peaking in March, way or in, in, in February, March. And that's way easier said than done. Um, but I. I didn't really care if we were one, two, three, or four. I just wanted to be right. Yeah. And that means adding new stuff that people haven't seen. Um, you know, injuries, managing that, um, making sure practices aren't monotonous and we're finding ways to keep it fresh. But I I always said, Hey man, if you just give us a shot, I just want to I want to I just want a chance. But also as a coach, you want to be challenged too. Absolutely. You that you, you, so you don't really want and I don't know if you yeah, wins and losses matter. So Absolutely. that win column holds a lot of weight. Yeah. Going uh, twelve and zero compared to nine and three. Yeah. But you want to be challenged as a coach and be prepared every single game and put strategies in. And and I think almost the challenge of keeping practice not monotonous and keeping the the fun and excitement right. that carries on through the yeah. year is almost the biggest challenge. Yeah. Because you don't have to if your blood's not pumping going into the playoff game, I don't care who it's against. Right. Like you don't have a pulse in general. So like that's not hard to get the dudes ready to go for. I would say that the hard part is drudging through and finding ways to obviously stay healthy and win, but also peaking February, March. 
And I also think that when you're so locked in your program, you're not looking at OR districts easy. I don't think coaches very often take no. games for granted, and they probably see the opponent, and they're like, well, if the opponent does this, this, and this, they can beat us at any time. So I don't think they're looking at that. The one thing I will say for some of these these teams that are kind of cruising, how do you continue to get your role players? You know, that's one thing. Let's talk about Richardson. You know, they have the, the game against Lake Highlands, but I think the rest of those district games, you know, they should be favored pretty well. How do you get those role players beside Casey and Ryland and Timmy Jordan? How do you make sure that they're playing at the highest level with the most confidence? And I think that's something, for example, they, they probably are focusing on on some of these district games where yeah. they're able to, to win pretty handily. And along those lines, you know, we, we talked to a staff member at uh, Lake Highlands, and they were disappointed the game after they beat uh, – I'm sorry, that they lost to at home to mm-hmm. Richardson. They come back on that Friday. They won by 20, but they were disappointed in the effort. They were disappointed in, um, you know, maybe – I don't want to say disappointed in the effort, but it didn't go as smoothly as getting up for a high-level game. Yeah. yeah. Weren't it sharp, so. and, that, that, and that's exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. Like – how do you build the excitement coming off playing that insane game and then roll, uh, you know, rolling to the next one of a team that maybe you've already seen yeah. um, and finding ways to keep it excited, get the get different guys playing right. different roles, getting mm-hmm. them ready. That I think that in and of itself is such a challenge. Yeah, for sure. So I think that was good. Yeah, for sure. Um, 2023 rankings came out. If you haven't seen those, go to our website, greatamericanshootout.com. And Timmons, can you put a link like in our in the show notes of the yeah, rankings? I got you. Yeah, so just go down below and mm-hmm. um, check out our rankings if you haven't seen them yet. We're going to talk about uh, top ten guys or a few guys from the top ten, a few guys from the top one hundred, and then a few guys from the top two sixty. So we're just going to kind of pick and choose some guys that stood out to us, some guys we really like and and that we've enjoyed watching. Blue, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it to you because yeah. Well, I think first off, you can't not talk about Ronald Holland, uh, McDonald's All-American in 2023. I think that's a safe bet. Uh, if you're in Vegas, you're not going to win any money on that. Yeah. I think that's pretty safe. And it's just the way he does things. You know, we, we always talk. We're always talking about the past, about the future, about where we are in the present with players. And one name that comes to mind when you look at Ronald Holland is a – is a Dennis Rodman type. And, yeah, we're using a little NBA comparison, but the energy he brings, the length, the ability to get from one spot on the basketball court on the offensive or defensive end and get across court to go get a rebound, the putbacks, the uh, – I mean, no, let's face it, he's probably a way better scorer. <laughs> but I'm just – he is a complete player. And you just – you're looking for – he's the type of guy that you already probably have the storyline written before you even hit the court that night that you're going to watch Duncanville. But you kind of – you want to see, like, that little poetry emotion that he does and the, the certain spots he gets to. And he has he has been number one from the beginning. Um, and at every level he has proved it, USA basketball level, at the, the being at Duncanville, being on the EYBL. It is, um, you know – very special player. And he'll take that number one ranking, like you said, into the YBL, where a lot of people are seeing Drive Nation as a, a potential favorite to win it all and represent yeah. Texas on the biggest stage. And he'll have a lot to do with who comes out of that yeah. EYBL and wins it. Just, I mean, he's so versatile, especially at the, the biggest levels. And I'm excited to see yeah. him play this summer as well. I'll jump in with my guy here, uh, Chris Johnson. Talked about your, him a that lot. That is your guy. That is my guy. <laughs> Chris, I'm fighting for you. Always, uh, I I think you're a special player with the ball in your hands, man. I my my argument 
um, for Chris Johnson even being higher, you know, sometimes is I want to put the ball in his hands because he has the ability to literally make everyone around him better. Mm-hmm. He has the, the ability to score. He can be an incredible defender, really, really smooth in transition. I just love all the aspects of his game, of his game at his size, really good in the pick and roll, really patient. He just has the skill and the IQ um, that are very rare, like such a, such a complete um, – package with the ball in his hands and he makes people better constantly with the ball in his hands so big fan of him um you know our 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 those those top four or five yeah. guys are just pretty incredible yeah, in absolutely. and of itself so it you know it, it we're splitting hairs at this point but um as for guys i love watching uh, there's not many i like watching more than chris johnson no absolutely uh for me rj jones at john paul um one of the prettiest games probably in the state, if not in the country. The one thing that stands out about R.J. Jones, and he moved up quite a bit in this in this ranking, was his consistency as a scorer, um, as a leader, as a leader. You know, at John Paul, able to play with other high level players with Gabe Warren and Liam McNeely over there. I think just his consistency at scoring at all three levels is one of the reasons why we have r- ranked him so high at this point. Um, and I still think there's room for him to grow, which is, is what you always want as a prospect at this at this at this stage. Um, he's turning into a, a true point guard that can really score it, and I think he's continuing to find ways to understand time and situation and things like that. And he's just getting better and better. But the biggest thing, like I'll continue to say, is his consistency um, of scoring the ball in big big games. I mean, they have to be the favorite for Taps Six A. Um, championship this year with him um, r- running the show all right moving on to top 100 blue why don't you go another four ben elkins sorry to throw this down people's throat but you know what we did this blindly you yeah. know and we just came together and just happened to be it uh chris barnett really good uh too low yeah sometimes we 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 publish it we go over it and over and over it and then we publish it and then you you go, oh, that one sticks out. Yeah. Where we was that? that where, where I think that uh, you can argue for, I don't know how many spots higher, but you're talking about a guy that is the, maybe the poster child of just being a versatile interior, undersized four man, beefed up, wants to score around the basket, take his game outside, uh, does things to win. Um, he, he's got that body to compete against many different style of basketball players. And I think that you, he cannot go unnoticed of how, um, how he can score, how he can defend, how he gets up and down the court. Just a lot of just versatility to his skilled uh, overall game. And I'll come in with another top 100 kid who I looked at and I'm like, yeah, he, he, he probably could have been higher. And it was a guy that we were in our San Antonio Gasso, Lyndon Cook, our awesome social media director during the summer um he he says to me mass you got to go see kieran elliott he is a dog <laughs> and i go see him and uh playing for lubbock nitron this guy's just dominating on the boards he's very versatile he can sh- step out and hit the three and then he's just a truck inside um i can't wait to see more i'm i'm seeing all this stuff on on twitter i loved his game and now on twitter i'm just at 40 and 17 30 oh and 10 God. 25 and 10 and i'm just like man um, clearly he's growing, getting better, and that's a guy that is going to be one of the first guys I go and see at whatever he, event oh, for sure. he's at. And, and Kieran's just 
those big guys who are really mobile and can shoot, that's a recipe for a really good player. Absolutely. Uh, for me, we just saw him this past a couple of days ago, Evan Phelps of Duncanville. I think um, with the C.J. Ford situation and his injury, I think Evan Phelps has had the opportunity to step up and play a huge role, carve himself out a huge role in this offense. I think he's their sixth man, one of the first ones off the bench, but they just played DeSoto, and he had three threes in the first quarter off the bench. Um, in, instant offense, can run the show, strong built frame. I think the confidence that he's having. I mean, if you're a rotation player in, in Duncanville's offense, like you're a dude for sure. Yes. And I think he, I talked to PV before at the Waterburger, and he's like, yeah, he, they're figuring it out quick, their guards. And Evan Phelps is really standing out and showcasing the fact that he belongs on the court, and he's going to be a major factor for them as they make a deep playoff run this year. Um, now to our top 260, I'll kick us off here. Blake Muschelek, yep. I think that's how you say his name. We're just going to roll with it. <laughs> I saw Trinity Christian Academy Addison on Tuesday night, um, and this is the second time I've seen him go for 30-plus. I saw him a little bit in the summer at on the state. Um, but, again, in this setting where he's kind of the dude, he was as a sophomore he was being fed the ball, and now he is being the playmaker, making the passes finding teammates, and then scoring 32 on top of that. So seeing that development as a playmaker has been extremely, extremely impressive. Timmons? Uh, for me, pivoting here, Carter Ruck at South Lake Harrell. You know, admittedly so, I haven't seen him live in person, but it's one of those names that continues to come across the Twitter atmosphere that I'm keeping my eye on. You know, that backcourt with him and Ben Estes is, you know, they're continuing to put together big-time performances. I loved Carter this past summer. Uh, with that 3D Empire squad, you know, his confidence, man. He just kind of has that moxie, that confidence, knows how to score in a variety of different ways. Um, and for him, I just want to showcase the fact that he's doing what he needs to do in this high school season. And I'm looking forward to having a great summer. That we'll see him plenty. I'll co-sign this. Yeah. I saw him. He's really good. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, finally, Matthew Gonzalez from San Antonio Marshall. They're sitting about a sixth, fifth or sixth in their district. But for them to get to that fourth spot, he's going to have to continue to do what he's doing. 22 points a game in district. 24 dis, uh, 22 points in district, uh, shooting 50, 40, 90, 50 from field goal, about around. This is all around. That's the around right number, though. Yeah. Three, three point, uh, three pointers, and then 90 percent from uh, the free throw line, approximately. You know, I'm talking to Bobby Jacklich, his his high school coach, and um, you know, Matthew's a guy that's just going to kind of maybe just creep up the the rankings here from now on as we see him more. Awesome. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Um, join our free community. Okay, social media at TechSoups Gasso. I'm Gasso Mass, Gasso Blue, iFilm Hoopers. Uh, follow us, subscribe to our channel, comment below. Um, we love your questions and uh, comments. Awesome. See you Thank all you. next time. See you next time.